I am Prithik Chaudhary and welcome to Pod Podcast. Pod is one-to-one mentorship platform and today on our podcast, we are with an industry expert to mentor you. Today we would be talking about interview preparation, what are the requirements of the industry, what are the differences between service-based company and product-based company for an engineer and to answer all these questions I have invited Varun Gani. Varun is a creative web developer who has been in the industry for more than 7 years. Varun had worked with TCS for 5 years and from last 3 years he is in Cisco as a software engineer 3. So welcoming Varun Gani. Hey Varun, how are you? Hey Pratik, hi, thanks for the warm welcome, how are you? Yeah, I am fine too Varun and I am very happy to have you. So Varun, feel free to share your story and then we can have your insightful answers on a specific question that we have for you. Yeah, sure, definitely. So uh, as you said mentioned earlier, I started, I have around 7 years of experience and uh, my uh, graduation, my major is actually biotechnology. Oh. So like, yeah, lucky me, I uh, I mean, a little bit of luck, a little bit of hard work and uh, I landed a job in a campus placement with PCS. And from there, I've been there for five years. I started as a full stack developer and slowly migrated front end and then I liked there. And after that, I I figured I, I should move in my career and then I went with Cisco and currently I'm working with them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as you said, you were in bioengineering and so how you landed on software part then? Were you interested in it or some miracle happened with you? Not exactly. I would say I, I was just going, I mean, we had an opportunity to go for it and uh, I had some basics in C and C++ and uh, I didn't have to go through any uh, CS examinations actually, per se. Uh, it was just uh, written test for... Uh, logical and reasoning and adding to that I had uh, a little bit of coding it was just a simple while loop at iteration or something that's it. Ah that's really interesting man. <laughs> okay so Varun as you are uh, in the industry from last seven years now so are there any requirements from the industry now or anything you see it is required which was not so important or uh, not even exist when you join as a freshie? When I joined as a fresher, one thing I uh, noticed that back then and the huge difference right now is uh, there was no demand for specificity. Basically, if you are a developer or a Java developer, they expect you to work on frontend and the database as well. Now you go, you have a frontend developer, you have a backend developer, you have an SQL, a DB specific developers and you have a all of that specifically was not really, didn't, I mean, didn't really matter at that point of time. So that is one thing like, you know, if you're good at one particular skill, one particular uh, domain, you can just, you still have a lot of career options at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. And as you switched from TCS, Tata Consultancy Services, to Cisco, which is changing from a service-based company to product-based company, right? Yes. Yeah. So what is the difference between service-based company and product-based company for an engineer or uh, talking from a developer side? Okay, so right off the bat will be uh, the pay difference. (laughs) That will be like a huge uh, difference. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, service-based companies paying you X Mm -hmm. uh, amount, you can Mm -hmm. expect at least 3X to 4X uh, type of amount for the same developer. Mm -hmm. So 
that huge pay difference will be there mm-hmm. but apart from the pay difference the best thing i mean pay doesn't matter in a long run actually but the main thing is the culture okay see uh, in a service based company they all the value is a particular technology and uh, how good you are with that technology that they don't care about your problem solving techniques and all of that oh is it yes i see usually i mean that that's my experience so far and uh, when you come to a broad based uh, they don't care about the technologies i mean they do they'll see if you're comfortable with it but the more focus or the best selling point is how good you are in terms of problem solving because anyone can learn to code but you should be able to solve problems and adding to that they also make sure that you are a good culture fit it's not like they don't want to disturb a specific culture that they are bringing up so that culture is like trustworthy you, i mean uh, in service based company you don't have free uh, freedom and ownership you just do what they have been told you can just say okay this is not something good we can let's refactor it and deliver it they will be like not so i'm um, not so uh, approach you about it they will be asking you to usually try to move it to technical debt and or backlog that's it so that that way if you are going for broad based company i think the learning curve the freedom that you experience and it makes you feel work every day feel like coming to work every day okay okay so what is your experience from both the companies first you were in tcs so what role did you play there and now in cisco so what exactly you do at cisco can you please share your experience of both the companies sure so uh, tcs i started off uh, working with morgan stanley there because uh, it's an investment banker and the application was something about uh, corporate actions basically uh, uh, in any large client have any different corporate actions they don't have enough time or they don't usually care about all the details and the processes so we uh, mogastelli used to streamline all of them and just give them minimum notifications and uh, corresponding actions and they will take care of everything else like if you want to do something we'll do we'll take care of how to do it and everything just tell me what you want to do that sort of a thing okay 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 hmm. yeah so one you must have given so many technical rounds of an interview so how one should prepare for a technical interviews because we all must go to gigs for gigs or any other platform but what mindset do we need to have when giving a technical interview or preparing for technical rounds so what's the whole procedure and what's the right way to do those uh in my perspective in my uh, view even i mean i have interviewed uh, a few people uh, as well and i have given interviews as we said earlier so what i usually say is uh i mean the proficiency matters in terms of all the comfortability with coding and everything at the end of the day you should be uh, the interviewer and the interview should feel like uh, they are comfortable with each other i mean they should be looking forward to working with that person going forward like if they hire them they don't re- really care up suppose if somebody is super good and the other one is even a little bit lesser than that but the person is friendly and you know uh, talking uh, out his ideas and everything usually they feel more uh, better as a candidate they feel like yeah i want to work with this candidate than somebody who is very good at technical and not really good at communication or something like that okay mm-hmm. so correct so at the end if you are not doing very well or i mean if you are if you know you can do lot better you don't i mean but if you are building a rapport with the interviewer that's that's actually a very good step yeah perfectly yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you can always tell to them that i'm not uh, you know i can do better i can do a different thing there's something and stuff with and they probably usually it happens right you can't uh, expect to do everything all the time perfectly mm-hmm. so just treat like a normal uh, colleague that you want to work with tomorrow and uh, if that works out that always that's the like i think that is the mindset that people look for okay so yeah you said like we have in our mind something and we can't communicate well so the question came what happened when uh, you know how to write the code or what algorithm we should use and all that is in our head and when when it comes to communicating those technical aspects or explaining the code to interviewer it really don't go well so uh, what's your suggestions on it how we should handle that pressure at that time so okay uh, let me repeat the question so you're asking the person is uh, like if i am the interview and i know the question that you asked me and uh, i know how to solve it but at that moment of time i'm not able to uh, articulate it yeah exactly so in those cases you can do something you can actually uh, you know try to do a smaller example you can ask them that you know i am not able to for some reason even though i know how to do it i'm not able to solve this particular problem let me do a small uh, simpler version of this let me solve a simpler version to show you i'm able to do that and i'll try to refactor the code or for some other instance you can even try uh, telling out i mean uh, you can just articulate your simple way of solving or the logic you thinking you know about the problem that way also the interviewer might be like uh, stopping you if you are going off track or if you are saying it correctly he might even tell you suppose because i know uh, i mean i have also helped a few uh, community members in linkedin members sometimes for for the interview process and i know one of the uh, one of the person had an interview with uh, redux re- regarding questions and he often told them that i haven't written a reducer in a long while and but i know how reducer works and everything and the interviewer di- directly just gave him the reducer code without bothering about it it's like it's okay it's fine you know the concept right you can always google this thing that's not the problem so i mean you get what i'm saying right you can be always be articulate you can just say i can do a simple problem i can show you that oh okay hmm. and that also gives you some confidence because you're able to some solve a small problem you know you are doing the right thing you can try to uh, you refactor it and uh, add more complexity to it mm-hmm. so whatever we know we should say that okay with, with the freedom we should explain them properly right yes exactly mm-hmm. okay so varun we have one more question and i think it's a really important question so there are so many certifications program going on there are so many learning platform there are so many certifications online certification participating in contest but the real question come do we really need all these certification do we which platform should we trust which contest should we participate to get the real value out of it so how to get the real value out of those participating in contest or the certification or the online learning platform so what's your whole suggestions on it yes even i agree that there are like a huge number of certifications recently like at one point of time when i started off my career i remember certifications had held a huge value and you can always say i did the certification i did oracle certification and all of that but now it is so uh, crowded that it doesn't really stand out even if you had did a good one nobody knows whether it really matter, really is a good one or not and a lot of people have a lot of certifications so usually people don't even uh, understand the, as in uh, others don't know the value of this certification so in my view it is always like 
all the certifications teach you uh, fundamentals of particular technology uh, that you sign up for right and if you can use that learning to you know contribute to open source and showcase some sort of pull request some sort of uh, feature that you built in an open source application i think that is a very good way to expose uh, to get your uh, skills get a good exposure instead of doing the certification i feel open source contribution or building lot of pet projects even pet projects also can be a bit deceiving but uh, if you go with open source frameworks open source code and you just contribute and show your features that you built that is a huge uh, impressive thing in my book okay so building a repo is more important uh, than certifications right yes certifications you don't matter in the longer and i think okay so what in this era of emerging technology there are so many languages so many frameworks to learn so which framework or language we should choose are there any specific requirements from industry uh, like if we are in tc we are preparing for tc so is there any language specification that we need to know so if you are preparing for service based company it usually depends uh, on the job description and if they are looking for a specific technology or uh, frameworks you would have to focus on them heavily but if you are looking for a product based company i don't think uh, technology matters that much i mean i know my colleagues who are c++ developers and uh, they just uh, they were filling in a role for a java developer they didn't even know anything about java they learned all about it after coming on the job okay, okay. so hmm. all they were good as in problem solving they did good dsa and they really good at it and and that's how they landed the role they didn't really care about that this person doesn't know anything about java and we're filling a java role they focus more on whether this person is a good problem solver or not Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's interesting, huh? Okay. So, one quick questions. Uh, what 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 projects uh, you suggest to the newbies or uh, the people in the students in the college or anyone who wants to switch their career in some other domain they are usually working? So, what's your project suggestions? So, my project uh, suggestions will be a diff- if I mean in terms of front end development perspective. Okay. Uh. one of them will be to always clone a very uh, famous app it can be any app like uh, you know instagram mm. uh, amazon any any app that they feel like and the more the features the better okay because they'll be learning in and outs mm-hmm. about it and also to make it consistently uh, similar it should be uh, very similar to each other if you work on it you'll be working highly on your css skills and all of that mm-hmm. so that way you are uh, trying to chip in years of building of and the app development into months of it so basically you'll be learning all the best things about it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that is one suggestion i have and mm-hmm. similarly there's also this uh, lighthouse uh, uh, tool in uh, chrome development tools mm-hmm. and when you build the front end development app one other suggestion will be to try to make sure you get a perfect score in lighthouse your app should be that good mm-hmm. so a lot of tricks and you'll also understand what are the compromises for performance what is feature like mm-hmm. you like a good feature but if it is affecting your performance what do you mm-hmm. do about it very true so mm-hmm. thinking that perspective also will be very useful for mm-hmm. uh, you know enterprise projects so that also gives you a good idea mm-hmm. got it got it so what what are the do's and don'ts of an interview do's and don'ts of an interview yeah the definite don't of an interview is uh, 
I mean, uh, if I ask you a question and uh, you are uh, just gathering your mind for a minute or two, it is totally fine. Mm-hmm. But after five minutes or ten minutes, and you just uh, like you started writing a function, and then you suddenly st- stop for like ten minutes, and you're just thinking. Mm-hmm. You don't share anything. I don't even know what is happening. For all I know, you might be asking someone else to solve it. Oh. And uh, mm-hmm. not I mean, jokes apart, that can also mean that you be you might be on the right uh, way of thinking, but you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because you're not sharing to me, I won't know how to help you. Okay, and I don't know what's going on, and you're also wasting both of our times because uh-huh. I might feel that you know he's not uh, he's not thinking properly, or he. Mm-hmm. If you ask me a simple tip, I would have told you definitely then and there, and we can just proceed going forward. Mm-hmm. Might not be taking that much of time. Mm-hmm. So communication. If a person is not communicating uh, throughout the interview, what's going on in their head? Mm-hmm. I think that is a definite uh, a negative point. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the do's, the do's. Uh, one thing I often say is people don't uh, uh, sell themselves very well in terms of interviews. They start out well and they talk about their general intro, and going forward we finish the interview and then we talk. I mean, usually it's a buffer time of ten fifteen minutes to talk about each other. Yeah, and at that time people don't usually sell, try to sell themselves a lot. I mean they. Want to know about the role and everything that is perfect? Actually, that is very good to ask and understand what are the roles and requirement. And mm-hmm. similarly, they also should tell them a little. I mean, tell the interviewer a little bit about what are their achievements, what they are proud of, okay. apart from what they have already said to us. That way, it is. It may. It makes a bit. Uh, it makes the profile a bit impressive. Mm-hmm. Something to remember by. I can always say, okay, this guy, yeah, that guy did something impressive. I remember that. Yeah. So that that way, you are standing apart. From the crowd, I think you should always try to make sure if you have something good, sell it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is the key point to note here. Okay. So Varun, as you said that we should ask the interviewer to give us some hints. Yes. So what we think and what we feel now, if the interviewer is giving us the hints, so that means we are not giving the correct answers or the correct explanation to that question. So it make us more nervous. So what's your suggestions on it? Yeah, I mean, I understand why you would think that. Even even I was uh, in the first time I was interviewing and first time I was talking, I felt the same thing. Obviously, because that is partly to be blamed on our education system. The way our system works is, if you are not doing it the first time correctly, you are not doing it at all. Whereas in real life, the nothing works perfectly the first time. You might be working on thrice. You might somebody might be working on once, and other person might be working on five six times and doing it properly. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so this and uh, when you're working day to day, even uh, if I speak with the colleagues also, we talk about how without going to Stack Overflow, we can't do anything sometimes. Uh, exactly right. You have to Google, and if you're development, if you're doing something like programming, there are various concepts, and you might have to, you might not have to invent the wheel every time. There will be someone who is doing it better and performant way, and you just can reuse it. In that times, you uh, like we are uh, as a person, we know that there are better alternatives. There might be better alternatives, and uh, there might be something that you would have just missed. And if you are working in a uh, team, you'll be your code will be reviewed by a lot of people, and they don't say you're doing it wrong. They'll just say how to do it better usually. In that sort of a collaborative environment, right? I feel uh, we should also make use of the interview and make them feel that this is how I'll work tomorrow. If I'm getting stuck, I'll ask you to give me a small tip also. I can try and continue from there. Right? It's not like I want you to code for me, but I should be able to. Uh, I mean, I'm. 
obviously stuck somewhere because I am not able to think of it currently. If you have something in mind, I'll just take it and I'll use it. Mm-hmm. Very, very true, very true. A small hand really sometimes solve the whole problem. We we just need a a short help, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And after mm-hmm. years and years of development, everyone asks for help from their colleagues. That's the whole point, right? That is the whole point of collaboration and teams. Yeah, so yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. going for interviews with the same team you act like if he's your colleague you are stuck with something you are trying it you are not able to do it ask your colleague that's it mm-hmm. okay that's simple as that okay so uh, any study material or website suggestion to prepare for an interview uh, i don't i mean uh, for me every time if you are work focusing on technologies to learn technologies of frameworks mm-hmm. just general documentation and their examples mm-hmm. and if you look up Uh, any projects on open source or if you just google uh, like yeah. if you were learning react js and you just want to see mm-hmm. how people are writing the code or uh, how uh, how much you know uh, self evaluation right mm-hmm. you can just google on uh, github and just see what are the famous react uh, apps are currently there and you can just open them try to read the code if you're not able to read the code obviously you're missing out something okay okay mm-hmm. got it got it Uh, hmm. that way it is much more easier and better than focusing on study materials which might not be relevant at that time because uh, software as an industry is very uh, rapid changes are uh, always there in the environment and you can like you won't know whether you are in the up to speed or not <laughs> so if you are looking at open source is always the best practices and the maintenance everything is considered there <laughs> so that will be always be helpful yeah in my opinion actually yeah got it got it so i think we have covered everything over so any closing line anything you want to suggest to your listeners as friends listen to you sure uh, i feel uh, i mean this 2020 has been uh, a very slow year for a lot of people and i'm i have been having a lot of messages asking about how this is going to impact their career and whether A lot of companies have yeah. backed out their call letters and everything, and they are feeling very mm-hmm. uh, demoralized. So I feel that uh, mm-hmm. that is just a small phase. Like uh, I'm pretty sure uh, within this uh, May or uh, June itself, all the positions will be filled. Mm-hmm. All the hiring will resume as it is, as if there was no COVID, mm-hmm. and probably better also. Mm-hmm. So I feel as if this thing, uh, you never have to worry about the small instances that happen in between, uh, small blockers sort of a thing. This, if you are just focus on your uh, studies and your core uh, learning area, right? You can usually you overcome whatever it is, and you don't have to be worried about other uh, instances. There will some things that will be out of our hand, but usually we'll be the ones who will be coming out on top. Yeah, stop worrying and keep learning. Yeah? Yes. Okay. So I think Varun, we have covered everything, and from this podcast, I think see your interview as a colleague and communicate with them properly. That's what Varun want to say. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure. So thank you so much for coming. It was really a motivational and an insightful session, I say. And such a positive mindset you have and experience you shared with your with of yours of last seven years. So thank you so much for coming. Hope our listeners would loving it, and thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Pratik. Appreciate all this. Yeah. So, listeners, that's all for today. See you next week with a new industry expert, a new story to learn from. Stay tuned. Podcast Chords. <laughs>